At times, we all feel lost in search of something more. This is Christina Dam, and this is Liberate the Podcast, a podcast designed to help inspire and guide you forward through everything spirituality, creativity, art, and just giving you a sense of empowerment so that you can be powerful, be magical, and be free. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Liberate the Podcast. Today, we are welcoming Tanya Robinson with us, and she is a singer, songwriter, musician, and tennis lover. Uh, And she's going to be performing here at Liberate, and we hope that we have her again in the future, um, as by the time this one comes out, which it would already have passed, but we'll have some more. Um, And so, but today, our topic is going to be about the gift of inconvenience and really understanding what that means and Tanya's story that goes along with it. So thank you for coming in and joining us today. Wow. I I couldn't be in a better place. Thank you for having me. Ah, very, very, uh, you know, so I want, I want to, you know, the gift of inconvenience, but before we get into that Mm -hmm. is, and why you picked that as the topic today, I want people to hear a little bit about you, you know? Okay. So, like, you know, like we, we were t- chatting just a minute ago yeah. about, about tennis, but, yes. you know, had singing, songwriting, musician, tennis lover, like, let, let's share a little bit about you and, and where this soulfulness of having this gift of inconvenience comes from. Well, boy, you know, it's a long story, but I can make it pretty short. Um, we got time. A, f- a few different <laughs> angles to approach with that is I... Uh, just sent my son off to college. Talk Aww. about inconvenient. Also, this the, the whole genesis of creativity has really been uh, uh, cut off in my life for a while. Hmm. I kind of hung up my cleats about 20 plus years ago. I was just like, it's enough already. The paying to play, the, the, the effort, the expense, the uncertainty... Um, the feeling that I wasn't good enough, mm. that all that stuff is just, you know, I'm a call a rap, but it just happened as time went by and then it was just gone. Mm. And so, but the, for the past few years, and I'm, you know, you never know where these things come from. I actually kind of attribute it to tennis, which I'll get back to in a second, but I, I got the urge to perform again. Mm. It just kind of kept making itself known. It's like, you know, you really ought to, why don't you, you know, that little voice that always poses things in questions, you yeah. know, it might not be a bad idea if you, and I just kept, like, shut up, you know, yeah. I just already, I'm done with that. And then suddenly I wasn't, wasn't done with that and started speaking to a few of my friends about, you know, I'm kind of feeling like I want to, you know, kind of, kick out the jams and dust off the cobwebs and see who I am now. Yeah. And so I mentioned it to a friend. She goes, you should do that. I'll look for some places for you to play. Mm. He's looking at, she goes, calls me back the next day and goes, you know what? I'm going to book you. (laughs) And so, okay. And it's just been a bit of a roller coaster, but right now I can't think of anything better way to spend my time, but how tennis kind of, did this is four years ago mm-hmm. at the ripe old age of 58. I suddenly kind of similar to this, like, you know what? I bet I could play tennis. 
Didn't play it when I was younger. I bet I can play tennis. Well, play some dang tennis then. So found, you know, found group lessons, started playing, and you can't stop me. I am, I am, I am full steam ahead. I fell in love with it. It changed my outlook on life. It revitalized me. It's changed my body. Like I look better now than I looked when I was 20 in terms of, you know, the cut of my jib. And I just fell in love with something again. Mm. And when I fell in love with something again, I remembered what I also loved. Isn't that interesting how that happens, yeah. right? You know, it's kind of like, I always say like people have like state dependent learning. And so sometimes when you're in a bad mood, you kind of recall everything that's bad. Or when you're in a good mood, you recall everything that. And yeah. it's like this, this, this mindset that produces this emotional, like kind of windfall yes. of memories or experiences or desires. And you know, so it's like you opened up that vibration of love again, right? Yes. And and I'm I'm hearing this and I'm I'm tying it into the inconvenience. It's like you know maybe it wasn't a, a convenient to go and take group tennis lessons. Maybe it was a little awkward. Maybe it seemed a little bit you know scary or whatnot. Something that he hadn't done. Jumping in at 58, going and being around a whole bunch of strangers, doing yep. something that you're not good at, you know, like because you didn't know it yet, you know, not yeah. because you weren't capable of being good at it. But and and it's like, but that leads us to some of the biggest gifts, which yes. I think is 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 one of the premise of this inconveniences. You know, yes. like a lot of times when we don't have things that are planned for us. I mean, if somebody asked you, I'm sure years prior would you pick up tennis? You say, maybe, maybe not. You know, I don't know if when you retired from being uh, performing, you would have said, you know, can somebody get you to play again? Eh, probably not. I mean, maybe if it was some kind of like special event for a yeah. friend, but no, yeah. you know, but otherwise, meh. you know, and, but it's like, we don't know what we don't know. Truly. And there's a, there's so much gift and blessings in that unknown. Yes. There was so much meh before I started playing tennis, before I fell into that, like there was just like, would have said meh to a lot. Yeah, hey, you want to, yeah. mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, how do you feel about that? Nah, it's okay. You know, it just basically plugged me into a source of energy that, uh, you know, now runs through my whole being. So I'm, I, and I never would have expected that to happen. That was not, let me see, let me, let me uh, take tennis lessons. I'm madly in love with it and be teaching in four years. Like that just, no, yeah. that just that there was no speaking that yeah. at all. So I'm really, I'm feeling very fortunate and and uh, which blessed is, by that. Which gets into another aspect, and that's we don't fully know what we're gonna love or what's gonna make us happy or reactivate us to our truth. Because I mean, that's what it feels like it did. It like yeah. opened up this channel to your essence and your truth, and that's yeah. why like your passions of what else you enjoyed start flooding in when that joy is opened, right? Yes. You know, it's like, oh, well, you know what? There was some thrill in, in love about, you know, writing a song or performing in front of people or playing or whatnot, you know, like, and and it, it happens because you're in that state of congruence. It's like yes. you're in the state of passion. It's like when somebody's on vacation, they tend to 
open up the things of a lot of interests that they have that in their daily routine they don't really notice but it's a few days into that vacation and suddenly they're like you know what i've always wanted to scuba dive you know yeah. what like you know maybe i could buy <laughs> maybe i could do this or maybe i could you know like yeah. or i want to go and see this or experience this or learn this mm -hmm. about history or whatever the case may be but you feel like that person starts to become their truth again yes that i would 100 <laughs> so can you share with me some other inconveniences that have happened in your journey of life and well, where you've you come know, up to, you know, have this kind of philosophy? There have been lots, but it came to me actually, uh, speaking of wild hairs up the, you know what, um, my former, I call her my former because X sounds derogatory and she's everything but that, uh, <laughs> she's my best friend and she is. Baby mama, she's a mother of our child. Yeah. Uh, who we just whoosh, sent off to college. And we moved to France mm. in 2006. We just got a bug up our you know what's. We, you know, the USA was kind of irritating us. And we just, it was just time to do something completely different. Didn't speak French. Okay. Uh, it was a big thing. Sold a house, moved everything, get, you know, everything changed. And where we lived was this tiny little podunk village in uh, what's affectionately known as Southwest France. People immediately think, I mean, you know, Avignon, they're seeing lavender everywhere they look. But this was anything south of the Loire River is considered okay. Southwest. So it was really kind of really more like the middle but it was like, we affectionately call it the middle of somewhere, but really it was the middle of nowhere. I mean, you, nobody ever knew where it was. It was dinky, 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 a bunch of old people in town. You know, the church was a thousand how, how years old. How did you pick old. this place? Oh, well, I went on a trip. So back up. We had some <laughs> okay. friends who had what they call jeets, which are basically self-catering holiday rentals where you have your own units, kind of like renting a cabinet big bear, right? The, uh, you have a little books, they give you ideas where to go in the area, but okay. nobody is taking care of you directly. Uh, but we had a place that had been a, a mill, actually a mayori, they made chain mail there. So water literally ran through the buildings at one point, but they rerouted the stream and then left the buildings. So there was a house and then a large structure where the real um, business took place that was converted into three different apartments, but they're all large. You know, two of them had three bedrooms. One yeah. of them was a bedroom and a loft. So it's a, it was a gorgeous, gorgeous place. And I found it uh, by taking a trip. Just got on a plane with my little spreadsheet and my checkbooks and what had to do this and picture taking and drove myself across France looking for places. And this place was amazing, a little bit too out of the way, which was my only reservation and ended up kind of being the demise of it. But it was it was one of the most beautiful places I've ever been still. Just wow. had so much magic in it. But it was not really close to anything. Okay. So moving to France, where the culture is still very family-centric. Wait, wait, also, so, so let's back up for a second. So you, you go on this trip. Went on the trip. So, you know, this we is determined we were going to either France or Italy. Okay. And we just, we're going to find the spot and just like okay, so, plant so, our little flag. Okay. So, so you're going on this trip with the thought uh, process in mind that we want to move. Yes. 
Okay, so you and your former go on this trip. And oh no, I went by myself. Oh, you went by yourself. I went okay, by so myself. You went, you went scouting I, I by went, yourself. I went scouting. Exactly. So, I went on a scouting so, trip. So you, here you go. You're on a plane. You're like, okay, My I'm going to go. phrase book and <laughs> fingers I'm, crossed. I'm going to I'm going to scout. <laughs> and you go through all these different places, and you fall in love with this one. There was something about the beauty, something about the energy, yep. or the, and you're like, okay, this is it. It's going to be probably pretty reasonable. It's lovely. It's beautiful. Okay, this is where we're going to go. You take the pictures. You show your former. You say, hey, you know, what do you think? And then you pack up. Yeah, it was a whole <laughs> process. You know, pack it up. We used to, we, we used to say. And then you heard you go, your guys' uh, son. Go. <laughs> yeah, saw it. I, I saw it. We went. It was like, what, what was it? It was like, uh, uh Two dykes, a bike, and a trike moved to France, you know. <laughs> we just, <laughs> well, that was just for the rhyme, really. But we packed off and left. But the thing that was, there was a lot of things that were absolutely ridiculously wonderful. Mm-hmm. One of the things was the culture was so different yeah. in terms of what was considered important. So family is very important. You, If you went to a fancy restaurant, it was not normal to see just adults. They brought yeah. their kids. They didn't leave their kids home. They brought them and taught them how to act. Yeah. Right? It was a very, like, we're our children belong everywhere. We're going to teach them how to be in the world. So that was a bit of a, whoa, okay. Yeah. They still do that in places, you know. Yeah. Uh, not here, just my house where, you know, <laughs> you see some behavior here where if, you, if you'd done that as a kid, you would have never gotten out of the house again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, just crazy stuff. But it was very, very family-centric. Also very bureaucratic. And, you know, they had ways that they did things. And it was not really a, a large, at the time, consumer culture. Okay. Um, so as a consequence, there wasn't, it was also, you know, 2006, 2007, there wasn't the same uh, immediate access to everything. But mm-hmm. it also was not desired. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to go, for instance, to the hardware store, the big one. Yeah. You know, it was a 45-minute drive. So, so it was commitment for it everything. It was commitment for everything. It was planning ahead. It was planning ahead. It was commitment. And what I got super clear and what was the primary gift of inconvenience, of which there were several, but the primary one was it very quickly separated want from need. Mm. Right? Now, how often do you, you're talking to somebody, oh, I need, I need this, I need that. And I'm like, do you need that? Or do you just want it? Yeah. Because if you think they're the same thing, you act like they're the same thing. Am I making sense? Yeah, So absolutely. I feel like I left a place of, well, if I think I want it, I must need it, and therefore I go have it. Yeah, too. I have to put right. in some to, I have to. I have to really, do I really want Do I need it? Do I want it? Yes. Do I need it? Maybe yeah. not so much. Maybe and, not you know, so much to do, you know, yeah. and a two-hour trip. <laughs> yeah. And you also, you combine things, right? Okay, all right. I'm going to need to go to the store to get this once you determine it was actually a need. Uh-huh. All right. And then it was, well, what else can we do at the same time? You know, it wasn't just go do this and go do that. I'm going to go this. It's like, okay, yeah. we're going to town. You know, we're driving into Angoulême. They've got the places where you can buy these things. Where else do we need to go? You know, consolidate, do it all at once, figure out what fits in the car, what doesn't fit in the car. You know, it's yeah. just a bunch of... Uh, real clarity of purpose and thinking that that took place that wasn't just you know we didn't just go pac-man everything you had to you had to really really give it some thought and that was 
one of the first things that I noticed that I loved was the yeah. fact that, wow, this is so different. It's such a different way of being mm -hmm. that uh, even after I got back, you know, in the, in the uh, Amazon lane, it's still, I always think, hmm, do I need that? Well, what a gift. I mean, that, that is ultimately the gift of inconvenience, right? You know, yeah. it's like realizing that you can go by with a lot less and have a lot more, yep. a lot more meaningful experiences, a lot more um, interactions and time, family time, com yeah. community, all of that. But also it's like, Maybe there's a lot of wasted energy that goes and disperses on the wants in our life that, you know, just becomes something that we temporarily want too, yeah. which is the interesting aspect. Yeah. It's like, it's like that new car phenomenon that everybody <laughs> like has experienced at some point in their life. They buy a new car, they get the one that they think that they really want, you know, mm -hmm. within that realm of whatever they're looking for. And then after a couple of weeks, that whole like, lure of the car is gone right yeah. you know and now it's just a vehicle to transport from one destination to the other and some are stuck with a massive car payment and some are stuck with a very convenient car payment but at the end of the day it becomes the same a means yeah. of transportation yep you realize what things are actually for yeah and that was like i said that was a huge that was a very you know it's very uh liberating point of phrase. It was a very liberating uh, experience of, oh, I didn't need that. You yeah. know, as you say, it passes. Yeah. Like, I really want, you know, the next week. Eh. I, yeah. I don't, I don't really, I don't miss having that in my life. And that was a really super huge, uh, it changed my life forever, actually. Just that, just that little turn mm. of the point of view is like, wow. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It also made me more patient. I'm a pretty patient person, but it added an extra element of, no, you cannot have it now. Yeah. Even if you want it, you cannot have it now. And that was like, okay, hmm. also good. Yeah. But also like the peace and the stillness of a smaller town and the ability to just have more time to be present. Yeah. So what caused you to then leave? Oh, ran out of money. <laughs> Actually, the universe crashed. That was like, you know, 2009 when the entire world, world came in. Because basically, you know, a large part of the uh, income was renting the sheets. So the house was, you know, separate. Uh -huh. And then it was basically a, a vacation rentals, British, uh, from Netherlands, lots of people from different mm -hmm. countries. So that's basically, cool. So you would have different people come in. Yeah, oh, it was yeah. so fun. My, my son at the time... He really loved Saturdays because that was changeover day, right? So that was when one batch of people left and the next batch of people came and he would run into the house all excited and go, we're going to have visitors. Yeah, I wonder who they are this time. <laughs> yeah. Where they come from? Who are we going to get this time? Because, you know, every every week it was maybe going to be a batch of new kids to play with yeah. or, you know, all that stuff. So it was very exciting. Oh. Every week was good time is because new people were coming. That's so cute. Yeah, I was going to have visitors. And uh, I think that was also part of that, you know. So he, then another another too. level of inconvenience hit, right? When, yes. When the stock market, the different things, the economies crash all over. People aren't as able to take the vacations, you know. 
maybe yeah. maybe some i mean oh they basically it basically cut it off because yeah. most of the people uh it was very popular with brits and people from the netherlands uh french people don't generally speaking uh rent jeets like they go someplace else or they go you know they may, they may have a family home they may have you know different yeah. ways um that they choose to vacation but interestingly that wasn't really one of them in fact the whole time we were there we only had one uh french couple wow. who kind of stumbled upon us every everyone else uh, was from a different country so uh, but you know there was so much uh, uncertainty and fear and panic that the, you know the first thing people do is they shut off the non essentials right and we're not going on vacation this year yeah okay <laughs> we're staying home <laughs> all right well there hmm. so that happened <laughs> and then you were and out of there, there and then you decided there. to move back. You enjoying this so far? Did you forget to subscribe? Make sure to do so. It takes two seconds. Just press that little button, the red one. You know the one. Just press it, little like. All right, enjoy the rest of this content. Came back. I mean, there's just, you, you, you only have so many options uh, in other countries, right? You, you, you need to be having property or in some mm. cases, if you're going there for a job, you need to have a sponsor. There's... There's all yeah. those things that need to happen uh, in order to be able to stay in a country for more than 90 yeah. days. So, uh, you know, came home licking wounds, but uh, I wouldn't have missed it. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. But then coming home too, like the inconvenience of the crash and the, and the market yep. caused you to do another chapter, maybe have a close to that chapter and say, whereas you might have continued to stay there. Um, and yeah. continue even as much as you loved it, there might've been different lessons or different experiences that were yes. waiting for you. Definitely. I mean, everything has been, everything's then and since has been like, you know, it's basically one lesson after the other. And that, you know, coming back uh, with basically the clothes on my back, um, such as they were, um, very strange you know, that, that feeling of not having anything. Oh, well, we got to find a place to live. Okay. How's that going to work? Uh, yeah. you know, don't have a job. How's that going to work? You know, so <laughs> there was a lot of, how's that going to work? Yeah. Um, that took place. And again, every bit of, uh, not every bit of difficulty. Let's tell the truth. Some stuff just sucks, but you know, as a, as a come from, I, it really was a case of what's possible. How, yeah. you know, what's the next thing that's possible? And, you know, I would say that other than, uh, you know, kind of, you know, being being mom, mom number two um, and working, I do uh, tactical support work, actually. I, I'm, I put the T in IT. Ah, nice. I, and, um, you know, so I was able to, oh, interestingly, talk about the turnaround. What that reminds me of is that, when I was leaving the country, uh -huh. I wanted to find some place that my clients could go. Okay. Because at the time, you know, everybody didn't have high speed internet. There wasn't really the whole remote culture at the time. Uh, you know, if you had a problem with your computer, somebody needed to come or you needed to take it somewhere. Yeah. So, so I uh, did some research, called mm -hmm. some people, looked and connected with this guy named Paul. Paul Jepson of Jepson Technology. He was doing something very... Uh, unusual at the time was, you know, opening up these huge pipelines for uh, 
recording studios and things to be able to have a, you know, okay. kind of the precursor of, of broadband, yeah. right? Yeah. All that. And he was right, right at the forefront of that as well as desktop support. And I'm like, I like this guy. <laughs> How'd you like some clients? And I just basically referred all my clients to him and said, you know, if you have a problem, Paul's prepared to take you on and this is contact info. Uh, he also does PCs if you have problems, you know, if you have a friend with PCs, because I was primarily Mac at the time. Yeah. And uh, so that happened, and that that worked out pretty well. And when I came back, I'm looking here for a job, looking there for a job, and finally just went, hmm, Paul Jepson. So I The person him, that I gave yeah, all this referral that's right. business I, to. <laughs> I shot him an email and said, hey, I'm, I'm you know. I'm in between jobs. No, I just said, I'm broke AF and I need to work. And do you, I, you know, I don't, he was primarily PC by then. And I go, I don't, I don't know diddly about him, but I got a mind for it. I go, do you have any project coming up that you just need some dumb hands for? You know, you yeah. just can give me something to do that, you know, any one of the trained monkeys with the typewriter could actually accomplish. And I will do it to the best of my ability. And, you know, it'll yeah. help us both out. He's like, sure, sure. And he, we got together, had lunch, go, here's what we're doing, gave me a little project. It was something really thrilling, like distributing antivirus software to all the clients, right? <laughs> woo! <laughs> whoa, 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 right? But whatever, you know. Yeah, you were like, uh, you I'll know, do whatever. I'm will, here to learn yes, and to be I'm of service. and to learn, be of it, service, and eat. Yeah. <laughs> all those things are important, right? So, you know, eight years later, <laughs> I'm still working with Paul. And, uh, yeah, and he's the best and, you know, allows me to be, to do what I need to do. He's a father. He's, uh, you know, he's a, he's committed to what he does. He's a proper human being. And he's like, when I said, I want to teach tennis, but the problem is I need to quit work every day at two o'clock because I have to drive to Newport Beach. It's like, whatever you need to do, you just tell me. Oh, that's amazing. So, you know, I have people like that in my life. So, you know, he is. But been, been you know, huge. I think that yeah. that that says a, a lot of testament of who you are, you know, that vibration of jumping in, giving everything your heart and your passion, like in your stories, wherever you go and whatever you do, you say, OK, and you do so with a cheery outlook to say, OK, we're going to figure it out. Right. Yeah. And that loving and that giving and that expansive energy and that belief, that certainty within yourself. And yeah. then that just like creates this vibration but every step of the way there's so many times you know maybe the gift of inconvenience but also just you know facing the unknown in a powerful yeah. way I mean that's really like the story of your life from, pretty much you know it's, it's it's about taking those leaps allowing yourself to see where things go and having an unshakable trust in yourself to be able to figure out the next steps even in the moments where it seems like there's a dark curtain, you say, okay, well, I know that there's something beyond the dark curtain. And I know that I have two legs and some arms and I'll figure it out. So let yes. me go through the dark curtain because yeah. I'm okay. I'm right? okay. That is, that is, again, you know, that's an essential uh, quality that if I could, if I could hand that to my kid in a package, go put it in a pill, swallow that down, take three or four of those every day. You'd be cool. Um, because I see how many people around me in my, 
not my immediate space, but I see the what the lack of that does. Oh my God! You know the but everywhere you, you went to had half of the experiences. So one you you know you probably went to take that step and went on a plane by yourself and went even scouting or you know like taking the leaps probably a lot earlier because I'm guessing this happened as early as when you were a child and a teenager in your early twenties. I'm sure that there's these representations of yeah. this. Let me take a leap. I'm not sure how the pieces go, but the bottom line in life is life is inconvenient. Life is a puzzle piece is that we don't know how they fit. And if you want an interesting puzzle, that's like, you know, has some beautiful colors and textures and all of that, you know what, you're probably going to have some more difficult pieces that you're going to have to figure out. Yep. Right. You know, you can do True the hundred puzzle piece that has like, you know, two or three colors where it's super easy. This piece goes in the left corner. This piece goes in the right corner. This goes here. And, you know, you got it. But like, how interesting is the puzzle? How interesting is the picture? Is it really, you know, yeah. or do you want one that's a little bit more detailed? And, you know, as in your life, life, sometimes it feels like it's a puzzle. You don't have the picture. Yeah. yeah. You don't get the picture on the outside of the box. You just shake out the pieces and yeah. And each one fits in and you got to trust that it fits in and that there's going to be another piece, another piece that's going to lead to the journey of your life. But it's inconvenient. Yes. When it's worthy. Right. You know, yeah. when it's really simple and easy, it's probably not that big of a growth. It's probably predictable. And it's probably maybe for that period of time when you felt a little blah in your life. Right. And then yep. you added a spice into it and you said, yep. OK, well, here's something interesting again. Let me dive in again. And then that opened up a whole new rabbit hole. Yep. Absolutely. But, but I wish I, yeah, it's just like you're saying, I wish more people could grab. I mean, we don't know it. The, we live in an illusion that life is predictable anyway. <laughs> yes. So you might as well like jump and take leaps of faith because you not believe in yourself, right? Yeah. Would be the question. Not all the things that could go wrong or all of this stuff or these stories. Do not believe in trusting yourself, right? Somebody would be like, Oh, going on vacation by myself and going and looking all. Do you not believe in yourself that you can navigate? That yeah. you have your 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 sayings? You can ask for help and directions. You got the ability to make it around, right? Yeah, I think it's absolutely that. And and uh, fear is gnarly, though. And there is so much of I cannot or why should I or I won't is just. Fear. Yeah. It's just, just we make something up and then we believe it. Mm -hmm. Like I talked to my kid about that. I go, well, what do you think? Do you, what do you do when you walk down the hall? He goes, oh, girls aren't interested in me. I'm like, if I showed you a picture of this kid, you'd be like, what are you smoking, child? <laughs> what in the world is wrong with you? I go, listen, son, maybe it's not what you think. Do you have your eyes down when you walk down the hall? I have a crazy idea. Look up. Yeah. Look for who's looking at you. Somebody's looking. Yeah. Somebody's looking at you. But because you're not looking, you think no one's looking at you. Yeah. And it's like, just lift your head. Just just lift your head up. Just just for a minute. Just as an experiment. Right? You don't have to believe me. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything. You know, dumbass. I've been around all these years, but I somehow have learned nothing. Pretend I know nothing. <laughs> so good. Just try it and tell me what happened. Mm -hmm. And it's so much of the blocks are just, we just made it up. We yeah. made up a reality and, and we now, we, now we believe it and it's, and now we're afraid. It's like, oh, wow, that's, 
And it literally paralyzes people. I mean, a long time ago, I heard the acronym. I can't take credit for it, but, you know, I use it all the time is fear, false evidence appearing real, right? Because it is, it's all an illusion, yep. you know, that we live and then we create like a delusion out of it. Yeah. And it's all false. It's like we live in the story that we create, like your son. I'm, nobody likes me. I'm not, you know, this or I'm not attractive enough. I'm not this enough and not that enough. Says what? What is your supporting, you know, because you're single right now or because you went on date? Like, what, where is that? You yeah. know, does that really equate that? What or is the source you, of that? You know, and <laughs> yeah. in that, this becomes a sphere and then it becomes this paralyzingness. And then without like treated, maybe it's like not your son, but somebody else. Maybe they, they never go and they ask anybody out because they feel that they're going to be rejected because they've made up the story in their mind that they're always going to get rejected even though it's just an illusion. Yeah, let's just say it's also, a, for most people, not everyone, because you know we have to say things like, not this and exclude that. I'm making a generalization. How's about we just let it be general? Yeah. That, <laughs> you know, we, it, it's the most fascinating thing ever is when we say, fill in the blank, mm -hmm. with such a small sample size, Oh my right. God. I asked two people to do this and they both said no. So now nobody wants to ever help me. Really? Right? Nobody? Because those two people. And then, and then you get into the sample size and it's completely skewed. It's yep. like the person said, oh, I can't on Tuesday because I have already this engagement or, you know, I'm sorry during that time I have a doctor's appointment, so I can't help you move. Like, Whatever it is. Whatever it is. But it's like, they didn't say that they weren't willing to help. They weren't willing to help on that. That's, you know, or it's two people straight up say no. And they suddenly, right? Right. And we do that so often. And yep. these, these quantifiers that people use always, never, yep. you know, absolute, you know, these, these things. And it's like, for two people? Right. Or at for least, four? Yeah. At least say what's true. I asked two people out and they both said no, and that makes me think that it's going to be a problem. Okay, well, now you've actually got something you can deal with. Yeah. Right? Not, you know, as you say, not the, not the always, never. Yeah. Oh, my. It's so exhausting sometimes. Like, you know, as my <laughs> granny Clampett, I know, I just, <laughs> I just swung totally to a different place. But here's the thing. I got two very important things off granny Clampett from the Beverly Hill Village. As annoying as she was. <laughs> She said two things that I, that I always remember hearing. Don't borrow trouble. Mm. Like, don't borrow trouble. Yeah. Stuff's going to happen. You don't need to make it up. Yeah. You don't need to borrow it. You don't need to borrow yours. You don't need to borrow anybody else's. No, so wise. So right? wise. <laughs> don't borrow trouble and brighten the corner where you are. Yeah. That was supposedly her favorite song, although she did none of that. That one got stuck in there. And whenever oh. I'm like, not quite feeling, I'm like, just brighten the corner where you are. Yeah. Okay, you can't change the world. Where are you? Yeah. Smile at somebody at the store. You know? Yeah. And where are you and where are you right now? Yeah. Where are because you right we, now? Because that's the other thing we do is we either live in the past or we live in the future and we don't live in the now. Yep. So even if that was the case, that two people turned you down or that, that, well, well, can you learn from it? Yep. What things, where can you take responsibility? Was there, did you do so in some weird, you know, like <laughs> a way of asking somebody out? Right. Were you like nervous and shit? You're like, can you learn from your responses so you can do better? Like you yeah. just picked up tennis. I picked up tennis too recently, but it's like, you don't just like, oh, okay. Like, uh, 
the first couple serves, I can't get it in. Like I'm done. That's it. You know, you say, okay, where do, how do I learn? I know I'm capable of doing better. Yep. I know I can play a better game. I know I can hit more accurately. And so you keep on trying yep. and you learn from, okay, where, how am I holding the racket? Where am I throwing the ball? What am I doing? Where's my foot positioning? Do I need to turn a little bit? And you start to learn these fine tunes to make yourself more effective. But if people actually did that in life and they said, okay, well, I didn't get the first five jobs that I went out for. Well, we'll say, okay, well, what were you doing in the interviews? What kind of jobs was it? What, what, how could you learn? How could you present yourself as a more favorable candidate? What things could you do to give yourself the leverage, yep. right? And if you keep on doing that, that's like, you know, people in the artist world, they kind of do that, like like actors and actresses, yep. right? They keep on going out and they say, okay, if not this one, okay, I learned and not, next time when I'm in front of a casting director, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. Yep. They constantly are looking. But then in regular other people's lives, they don't seem to do that. And they create these stories yeah. that paralyze them, right? Yeah. Don't, don't you, we you would know? rather feel comfortable, which is, you know, right there with the inconvenience thing. We would rather be comfortable and mm -hmm. right about our position than we would face the discomfort of exploration, you know, the exploration of what could be okay. Well, wait. I that I blew that when I. Uh, what did I do? All right. I'm. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. What did I do? What was I looking like? Was I paying attention to what was in front of me? Did you know? Maybe when I was asking that person because I was so wrapped up in the thing that I wanted with the outcome that I wanted. Yeah. I didn't notice that you know their eyes were red. They've been crying a week. Like a week. Or yeah. You know. Or they were looking at their watch and must have some place to go. Did I ask if it was a good time to ask? Did yeah. I, did I like, no, what, some people you know? <laughs> like insert their self and they're like, yeah. I'm sorry, can I go out? Can, do you want to go out with me? And it's like, um, this Who person, this person's crying, having a conversation with their best friend at a bar. Maybe it's not appropriate. Like, you know, maybe they're not in that space. Yeah. Maybe they're saying no to the experience of that moment, not you yep. or whatever. Right. Yeah. You know, and even if they are saying no to you, it's like, what other things can you learn? Yeah, right. it's like maybe, and ultimately, what I tell the guys, that's not that person. Maybe, maybe that's not the yeah. person. Rejection where your is God's be. protection. Yes. I always say that rejection is God's protection, and then you have to say, well, if this didn't work out, then what's better that's around the corner, right? Yep. You know, what's the other opportunity that's going to come, right? Yep. And that can be for anything, and you can say, okay, what can I learn, and how can I take advantage and growth, but also, what's next? Because yep. there's always a next. There is. And, until, until there isn't a next, and there's always a next. Exactly. Right? And, and we, since we never know when our next next is going to be or when our last next, next is going is to be, be, you might as well just, you know. Yeah, keep, but, keep but, but if it's our last next, then we don't have to worry about it because then we're not yes, there anymore. Right. So then until then, you should just <laughs> let believe that there's always a next yep. until there is the last next. And which, then you, which then, again, you still won't know. So it all works out. Yeah. Yeah, no, oh, it is that. The, the the fun I've been having at rehearsals, mm -hmm. so talk about inconvenient, trying to get people scheduled, as you would know, like getting one person scheduled, okay? Getting you and whoever does the support work scheduled, that's another thing. If you've got a stock thing that you do it all the time, a little bit easier, right? Yeah, when if it's like got, every Monday night at, yeah, at this time. Then, then when every... they say yes, you know that it's it, that's already a commitment. But when it's when can you, and you're talking to five different people. Oh, no, forget it. Plus the place you're needing to rent. 
right? It's a whole, that's inconvenience multiplied. Oh my. I've been having so much fun trying to make all the pieces fit like we were discussing yeah, it's the before. Puzzle. You're putting together the puzzle. You say, da, 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 da. yeah, and then just, uh, you know, rediscovering like the joy of rehearsal. I forgot how much I loved rehearsing with a band. I completely was gone completely from my memory wow. until, you know, that got that train rolling, fell in love with tennis. Fell in love with loving things. Wow, look what happened. You know, then here comes music tapping me upside the head. And it's like, okay, listen, I I remember one thing my dad, who he was raised by wolves. He had no social skills at all. (laughs) He really, he was a mess. Uh, He made God mad. Um, He asked me one time, he said, "Um, T, did you go as far as your talent would take you? Hmm. I'm like, oh, that's fucking an evil question, dude. <laughs> yeah. That was harsh, but the best question ever. And the answer was no. Hmm. And I hated that answer. But that was what was true. Yeah. And, and uh, it just, you know, does little circles in the back of my head. Not anymore with the sadness that I had associated with that answer. But now I was like, I'm not dead yet. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right? Not dead yet. Ticker's still working. <laughs> Voice is still working. Voice is still working. Better keep working it while it's still working. You never know <laughs> right? where that goes. Never do know. And that's, again, back to the, if you're willing to work with the inconvenience that life is. Yeah. And all the strangeness it can present. It's like, okay, you might fall in love with something. <laughs> oh God, I love it. But Tanya, this has been a beautiful conversation. But where can people find you if they're interested in oh, you know golly. maybe if follow you, know, you on social media, maybe somebody wants Tanya Robinson to take, take 5022 it. on Facebook. Come come find me. Look okay. look look for me on Facebook or Instagram if you want to have a chitch. And what, what's your Instagram? On you. Oh God. I think that's actually the Tanya Robinson 5022 in. I've never actually found out what my Facebook username is, but I know that it's okay. So we'll, we'll set, set the links below yeah. um, and to verify. So just send them in to us. We'll make sure that people get it. Maybe mm-hmm. that you're inspired to hear more about her inspirational journey and how she falls, just listens to her heart and takes those leaps, looks at all the inconveniences as really these gifts that lead to new doors and new opportunities. But also, you know, maybe there's some tennis for you in the future you want to come and hear her perform now that she's performing again so um really enjoyed this tanya thank you very much this is awesome thank you for having us coming on our our podcast today and thank you everybody for joining please like comment and subscribe if you're listening to this on one of the audio platforms on itunes or or spotify or any of those we highly encourage you to check out our youtube then you can see us in person there's also we do something on youtube that we don't do on the audio part uh and that is we make little shorter snippets and those shorter snippets are some of the beautiful wisdom and things that pop out on this podcast and you can share that and just listen to that share that with people that might need some inspiration in their life thank you so much and until next time 
Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this conversation, please like it, subscribe, and share it with your friends. If you want to hear more about what we have going on and happening online or in in the neighborhood, check out liberateyourself.com and sign up for our mailing list. Uh, Also, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Liberate Yourself. It's U-R-Self, U-R-S-E-L-F. Until next time, be powerful, be magical, and be free.